Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I am here with the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How you guys doing? Day three, self-quarantine. <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> Corey? That's fine. Oh, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a little crazy. As you guys know, I'm, I'm in another state right now, and I'm working out all kinds of logistics on uh, my two-day road trip back home. It's going to be like Mad Max, man, traveling across with, in total ghost towns. <laughs> Stopping at like local country shops trying to get toilet paper. <laughs> no, right. no, no. I saw that one coming, so I do have some toilet paper. Hey, there's one good thing about this social distancing and staying home. I kind of feel like I know what it's like to be a prison inmate. Like those ones that find Jesus and get real buff, you know, because <laughs> 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 I'm doing a lot more working out, reading and praying. And it's that's a good time to diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I don't know. I'm getting a lot of takeout. So I don't know. I'm just driving. I'm getting a lot of takeaway food. So I just had a client get this. I, um, so I do you know, graphic design and marketing for people and I cut the majority of that so that I could do this work. Um, and now it's probably going to get cut on me, what I have left. But I did have a client last night call me with this emergency ad he needed done because he owns a catering business and a banquet facility. And now it's like the banquet facility and all weddings and everything's being cut off. And I'm like, dude, you need to flip to, you know, the delivery style and hit up all your clients. And we need to design an ad for that where you can show that you can deliver food to their front door because people are going to be craving that now that they can't go out. So that's what I was working on at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get my article out till this morning. Well, yeah, today, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Flynn, the Flynn case. Of course, we're going to talk about coronavirus because that's really important. The primaries, Bernie, uh, what else What else we got, girls? And yeah. a few other tidbits that we're going to chuck in at the end. But I, I, well, we are going to talk about a, a lot about corona, I think, because that it has really taken... Informative stuff. Informative stuff. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's... Look, it, it has become an epidemic. It is affecting the world. So anyone that says it's not, it is, because you can see right. from right. supermarkets and to... What Edge was saying uh, before, before we started recording, that, you know, there's real life issues going on here. Money, of course, some countries are going to go into recession. So there is real world impact happening at the moment. You can't ignore it. Right. And what I was noticing and getting really frustrated and wanting to just jump through the screen and strangle these people in the press and also a little frustrated with, you know, our, our government not speaking a, a much about this. They're also concerned asking him questions about, I mean, I just wanted to smack him today. It was like five people kept repeating the same question. Well, why are you calling it the China virus? Let it go, people. We've got people that are out of work right now wondering how they're going to feed their kids next week or if their electric's going to be shut off or if they're going to be booted from their rental or their home. These are important things that need to be discussed right now because that's contributing to the panic. So that's what I focused my article on. Before we go into the press release, should I just go ahead and go through some of the some of the tips? Yeah. 
an information yeah, on that. Yeah, I thought that article was brilliant because nobody is talking about this. You know, we really need to, first of all, stay calm. We need to stay united, but also coming up with some real world solutions. And I want to do want to say that James Woods, I've noticed, has been really great about that. He was great about that during the California fires. Now he's doing that same sort of thing on his Twitter, kind of like what you wrote about in your article, coming up with real world solutions to help these people in everyday situations that are affected by the coronavirus, whether it's their jobs, uh, their families, and so on. So definitely, Corey, I thought you did a great job with that article. We should definitely break that down. Thank you. So they came out, I think it was HUD came out and said they're suspending all foreclosures and evictions through April. And what was brilliant about that is I, I had already assessed that that was pretty much going to happen anyways. We've seen um, a few governors step up to the plate on that and um, insisting that, you know, you can't put people out of the streets right now. We're being ordered to stay in our homes for God's sakes. So I don't want people freaking out about that. But that said, talk to your landlords. Look, I used to be a landlord. And if you're, you know, I only had two, two rentals, but if you are renting, don't just say, oh, well, I just can't pay it and blow it off. Call your landlord and talk to them because they're faced with the same predicament right now. They're stressing out too, especially the ones that only have like five, 10, you know, a dozen rentals. This is, this is their world. And now a lot of those people might not be able to pay them. So talk to them, see, maybe, maybe you can do like, help them out in some other way or do some tasks or something while you're kind of all working through this together. And same thing with um, mortgages, you know, don't just say, Oh good. They're, they're, you know, I'm just going to blow this off. Mm -mm. Call your bank. Banks are all aware of this. They're all coming out saying they want to work with people, talk to them about deferring payments uh, without getting hit with fees or interest rates and you know, all that good stuff. So definitely call on those. I think you're going to be safe. Same thing with water. The, they've all been ordering, like, do not shut up water. I mean, we keep being told to wash our hands, right? So you can't shut up people's water. So that's not going to happen. As far as um, electric and gas, I, I don't see them shutting off people's power right now. I mean, we're in a national emergency. Now, what that looks like for your bills, you know, you still got to call your utility company see what kind of plan they're coming up with. You know, if they're telling people, look, you can defer this for the next 30 days or 60 days, we're not going to shut it off, but find out so you know and have peace of mind. As far as childcare needs, uh, a lot of people are telecommuting right now. So they're at home with their children, which is good. So they don't have to worry about that expense. If you are one of the 40% of Americans who are self-employed, such as myself, and you have children that are out of school and you lost, you lost all your business or you know, the majority of your business and you don't have income coming in, but you have a neighbor maybe who has to go work in a hospital or something and they need someone to watch their child that's out of school, talk with, network with your immediate neighbors and see if maybe, maybe they can give you a little bit of money to watch their kids while they're off work and then you have money you know, for groceries or something. Go back to the barter system. Uh, as far as food goes, and, and we'll get into, I did cover in here, you know, they're, they're working on a lot of things with the stimulus package and they're processing through this week through phase two, but they're also already starting on phase three. And they're saying that this is going to be kind of an ongoing thing where they might continue to add to it. 
So they're talking about getting checks out to Americans. We don't know the amount yet, or if they're going to do that just once or in increments, but they are talking about doing that as soon as the beginning of April. So I do think we're going to see a little relief there. Um, taxes, our tax due date's been, been deferred until July 15th. And who knows when we get closer, they may even push that back. So you, if you owe money, you're, you know, off the hook there. But if you have money coming back, definitely go file because they'll send your checks out. Um, so as far as the SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, I haven't, I didn't have time to like fully look into this, but I did put a link in my article to the main website and call your local state office and see, because I know they've removed the work requirements. So you might be able to get some assistance there for food, a food program, which I think they usually, don't they give you like a credit card? Right. I think. And then they yes. just get like reloaded each month. So, um, and, and you know, I don't know how this, part is all going to look exactly, but now's kind of a good time to file for unemployment. I mean, I assume the phone lines are going to be totally overloaded. I don't know if local offices have, have um, physically closed. I suspect maybe they have. So you're going to have to look up, you know, your, your local offices and phone numbers for that, but you might be in a position for that. As far as your cell phone bill and cable and internet. So here's a few tips. I'm sure a lot of people know this. Others may not be aware, but you can cancel, cancel your cable, but keep your internet because most stuff is available to stream right online and you can get an HDMI cord instead of paying for, you know, like Apple, the Apple stick or Amazon stick and all these you could just get an HDMI cord, run your computer right to your television, and you can stream through it so the whole family can sit around and watch. The White House press briefings are all on their Periscope site, and I have that linked here. So if you want to go in or you've missed any of those. And your internet, okay, so you could, you could cut a bill by getting rid of your cell phone and just use your internet and set up a Google Voice, free Google Voice phone number on there and you can communicate right through your computer. You can also use Zoom and Skype, which are free, and then you can even see your friends and family's you know, faces on the screen. If you prefer, you could keep your cell phone and get rid of your internet and you could set up your cell phone as a um, hotspot and then you would have access, you know, you'd have full internet access on your computer. But going back to, <laughs> getting all confused in my head, going back to if you were to get rid of your cell phone, okay, you can set up a Google Voice and um, Hangout. They're apps that you can download and it's free on your phone so that you have a phone number on there. And your phone is still, even if you close out your cell phone bill, it'll still operate for Wi-Fi if you just um, change your settings to hook into the Wi-Fi at home. Now, I understand if you're driving in your car, then you're kind of screwed because it's not going to ping off the towers because you canceled your cell phone bill. But when you're in another home or another facility with Wi-Fi, you can hook into theirs. So it's just some options of kind of consolidating these cable, internet, cell phone to try and get your bills down a little bit there. 
And I think and even then, if you cut your cell phone bill, then you could still make 911 calls. So emergency calls would still mm. go out on your cell phone, even Ooh, if- Oh, that's a good point. I should have put that in here. Maybe I'll have to go add well, that back in. Lots of options, guys, to cut your bills, definitely. Yeah. If you have business insurance, call them because you might- have a program under there for business interruption where you can get, I don't know how that works when it comes to a national, you know, emergency, but there might be some sort of compensation benefits underneath there. Also, as far as your credit cards, bounce those credit cards. There are offers out there for 0% APR right now, transfer over to those. So you're not getting hit with the interest and, or talk, call your credit card companies and see if you can work something out with deferring payments, you know, and not getting hit with the, with the interest. I'm um, sure a lot of these big banks, I mean, they know that there's going to be sort of like a snowball effect with all mm -hmm. of this happening simultaneously. They're going to expect some defaulting. And I would imagine it's in their best interest to work some kind of a deal with the, their with their clients. So. Oh, I got a call yesterday from my bank, and I'm like, my bank doesn't call me. I'm like, oh my god, something's wrong with one of my accounts. So he says, he says, oh no, we just wanted to see, you know, we we're offering, you know, small business loans and this and that. And so, of course, I got to tell you though, their interest rate was a little ridiculous. So I hope that other banks are going to start, you know, taking that down, and because there are some people that might might need those loans to get by for a little bit. That's a good um, point is that we need to, um, to warn people that in this time where it's kind of chaotic, it's a very fluid situation, a lot of moving parts, uh, there are going to be nefarious characters that try to take advantage, especially of the elderly um, who are less informed, uh, maybe not as internet savvy and so forth, that don't ha have the ability to dig into a certain company or, or anything like that. Watch out for predators that are looking to take advantage of you and your money or your situation. Uh, make sure that anybody that you work with is credible. So Absolutely. Yeah, scammers will be jacking at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then also, as crazy as it sounds, I'm telling you, go on some job sites and Craigslist. And this is where you are going to need to keep your eye out for scammers. But telecommute jobs, you know, they actually, I did a quick glance. They're looking for like online tutors, writers, technical support, telephone surveyors. So there may be an opportunity to try and pull in a little income, you know, while you're stuck at home. Because we don't know if this is, hopefully it's only going to be a few weeks, but it could drag on longer. So for the interim, that, that might be an option. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst is, the, is what they always say. And this theory of reducing the curve or lowering the curve, mm -hmm. it's, it's not necessarily about preventing people from catching it. It's about preventing people from catching it all at the same time. So it's going to make it drag out longer, which I was kind of surprised that you know, they were estimating the summertime, like July, August, maybe even. Uh, that seems really long for me. Maybe they're overestimating. And so that way we're pleasantly surprised. And I hope that's the case. All um, right. You know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Absolutely. So I just, you know, I have a little bit of other things in here. If you want to come into this article, we'll put the link below the video. That's totally different to like what's going on here. So I couldn't chime in at all on that because I have no idea what's going on in America. 
situation. Well, tell us, tell us what's going. So speakers from Australia, uh, those who can't uh, tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, look, it, that, there's a lot of salacious things been going around. A lot of rumors that have been going around that Australia's on Melbourne's going on lockdown and all this mass arrest bullshit. I'm in Melbourne. Nothing's happening. We've been recommended to quarantine ourselves. It's not mandatory. We're not locked away. We don't have to. Life's going on as usual. Schools are still running. Wow. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, schools are still running. The, the only issue that we're having here at the moment, like cases are rising, but that's expected. But it's it's definitely not like the rest of the world. Are people so, telecommuting uh, for work? Uh, haven't seen any of that. But then again, I don't really operate in those sort of circles or areas um i do know I, i've had to fill in with uh, for my dad for a bit because he's just staying home because he's in that elderly age so i was like better be safe than sorry mate and he deals right. with uh, a, a lot of people through his business so i was like i'll, I'll look after work for a couple of days for you but on, on the business side of things there that's really slow like really <laughs> slow yeah, it's kind of hurting him a bit yeah um, but I think that's happening to a lot of businesses. But then again, there's a lot of businesses thriving through this chaos, especially takeaway businesses. Because toilet paper companies. Toilet paper companies. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that. But the, the, the worst thing that we're dealing with is just, you know, the shops, people just hoard buying, which yeah. is stupid. It's so really that, crazy. I think that, that's the commonality everywhere because they've created so much panic on a global scale that everyone's like, oh my God, this is it. It's Armageddon. We all need yeah. to get six months worth of supplies. And the preppers are all going. <laughs> yeah. The grocery supplies should be coming back into the grocery stores. They have plenty of food. Just don't, we don't need to hoard it. We need to just take a week's worth or, you know, a, a regular amount's worth, whatever you normally would shop for. Uh, and I don't think that that's going to be, you know, necessary, you know, for the foreseeable future to hoard things. Um, because as Trump has explained that even if we are supposed to be staying home, they're not going to um, cut off our food supply. We're, we're going to be permitted to go get our groceries when we need to go get our groceries. Right. So right. Because no the alternative is they would have to set up shop to be able to deliver food to 327 million people. And it is just, it's, it's not feasible. It's just not, <laughs> it's not, it's not feasible. And I think that they, and they also did talk about how they were uh, really appreciative about how the grocery stores were setting aside special times, particularly in the morning for the older uh, people, you know, say you know, for the seniors to be able to go grocery shopping without being you know, around everybody else and without having to right. deal with the chaos. Uh, yes. We've seen some crazy, crazy videos coming out of <clears throat> uh, grocery stores, people fighting over, you know, water and uh, shiving people with broken bottles of wine and ridiculous it's know, absurd right? it's absolutely insane we've got to primarily start looking on, out for each other guys you know on that note though that you just talked about with the broken bottle i just was i was so i was hanging out for a little bit for saint patty's day which seems to have everyone forgot about it was crazy it was like a ghost town around here like no bars open and so anyway, it's like the heaviest drinking day of the year, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
exposed. That had to hurt the, the bar owners. So anyways, we were talking about a few things, actually. I want to I get your guys' take on this. But one, I was thinking, you know, and I don't, I hate, maybe I won't even talk about that because I don't want to even put that energy out there. I'm just, I'm just keeping my eyes open. I'm suspicious to some stunts they're going to try and pull. And I'm not even going to put that out there. But one of the things I will talk about is we just found out today in the presser that they're closing the U.S. Canadian border and that they're going to be bringing in hospital sh- you know, ships to set up as like hospital ships um, off of New York and the West Coast. They're still determining the location, which will you know, obviously be along California somewhere. So what's interesting about that is we were talking about like all the homeless in California, for example. Well, what are they going to do that? They can't continue to set stricter and stricter quarantines in that area and then leave hundreds of people out on the street like that. So we were talking about, well, gosh, where are they going to bring them to? Are they going to like set up a big gymnasium somewhere or, you know, Hey, the hotels are like really taking a huge hit right now. Maybe they set them up in a hotel or maybe they bring them onto a ship. And then all of a sudden we hear this news today but I mean, it's, it's a serious question. What are they going to do with all of the homeless people? Yeah, well, they're, they're in, that, in that range where they are more acceptable uh, to this virus mm-hmm. than others. I mean, homeless people and elderly are the two. And we'll, we'll get in, down this conspiracy road with a lot of the elites getting it as well while we're on the topic. I, 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 I don't know. You, you've got a lot of homeless in America. San Francisco's really bad, really bad. And it's being hit them really hard with the coronavirus, I think. Yeah. And then this lockdown that they've put in place in San Francisco, effective Tuesday. And, and let's clarify um, lockdown because well, that's intimidating. I think that, that I don't like that phrase, that label, because what's happening is when we were hearing like China's on lockdown, like they weren't even allowed to leave their homes. Right. But, but oh, the, they, were getting locked, is, they were getting locked in. By the Communist right, Party. right, and the that's not getting what welded. This, that's not right. what this is over here. When we say lockdown, when because that's what the news media keeps terming it to scare people, they still get to go to the grocery store. So they're just telling them you have to stay in your homes. We're making this like more shelter serious. in place is the is the term they're using. Shelter in place. Uh, Mm -hmm. unless like for any, unless there's any like essential needs, you know, whether it's, you know, an emergency medical or food or whatever that case is, but, uh, no, you know, going outside of your home other than that for, I think approximately three weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then there's like curfews, not allowed after dark at a certain time, or you have to be with someone or that type of thing. But of course the mass of San Francisco population of homeless people that does not apply because they do not have a shelter to shelter in place. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine, I, I kind of hope that this ship off of the, the West coast is going to go help them out with their homeless population who obviously will need to shelter in place also. So. Right. Right. Yep. And then de Blasio was floating that idea in New York, but uh, Cuomo shut it down. That was interesting. And Cuomo came out uh, on Tuesday with some really positive things to say about the Trump administration, which I was kind of shocked about. 
not the only one either. Right. No, we've seen CNN and Scarborough. Scarborough of all people. I know. Very weird. It is bizarro that we've gotten some positive, almost too bizarro for feedback. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely on my suspicious radar. Yeah. What is yeah. going on? Oh here? yeah, oh so, yeah. So yeah, so uh, Morning Joe and Mika, <clears throat> CNN, all had some good things to say this week about how the Trump administration's handling it, and they're kind of coalescing behind the Trump administration. And then we've got governors who have typically been very outspoken also standing behind Trump and the administration on the way they're handling coronavirus. So all good things on that end, but very bizarro. But well, here's another bizarro that raises a big red flag for me. So WAPO put out this piece um, talking about the whole situation with the test kit and the WHO and the CDC and how they seem to have this epic fail throughout the month of February and things weren't moving along and, and talking about, you know, Robert Redfield being the new lead of the CDC, but he didn't know how to handle things and, and Alex Azar, DHHS and, and of course, Fossey, who I personally don't care for. So here's the interesting part. So Thomas Fryden from former CDC director, who we all know I have reported on in bed with all of these people and Obama's the one who brought him on straight out of New York. He was the health commissioner. So he comes out and says, and this was in their piece, that the CDC, that, that he's calling for an investigation of the CDC's botched response. Now, remember, I think it was just on the 17th, they, the press was asking, because there was all this hoopla going on, I think Biden might have kicked it off about how we had all these test kits coming from the who and we wouldn't use them or some crap like that. So they were questioning um, in the press conference and Trump was saying, as well as the, I forget her name's escaping me now, but the doctor who speaks a lot on the task force um, were saying, look, the FDA didn't feel that the who's test met us quality. Exactly. And I believe Trump said that it had like a high 40%, 47% of false positives. And so then she got into talking about, look, this is how we test and it goes to the FDA and we have lots of tests that come through and, and that type of thing. So it was, so anyway, so we have that and then I'm going, okay. So, cause as soon as I heard they were shooting down the who's and not going that route, I was like, they know, <laughs> they know. <laughs> So, so now Friden's coming out and saying, well, the whole way this was handled and managed by the CDC is, you know, not good. And we need to call for an investigation into this botched response. And he says that, so he said, uh, he's calling for an independent group. I can only imagine who that might consist of to investigate what went wrong with the CDC's testing process. He said in the past, the CDC moved quickly to produce tests for diseases such as H1N1 or swine flu, and I can only imagine why they did. We were able to get test kits out fast. Something went wrong here. We have to find out why so we can prevent that in the future. He said the agency has been muzzled under President Trump, which we know is not true, 
And despite the multitude of problems with the rollout of testing, the CDC is still the greatest public health institution in the world. So he's wanting to get an independent team in there. And I'm just going like, red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah. Now, first well, of all, we have to follow up on that one. Okay. Can I just say that this is not the time for investigations right. <laughs> into what went wrong. We're Unless it's still not going in the, the midst way they of it. Like for it to go. We're still in the midst of it. What we need to do is just let the dust settle, get all the information before we start calling on investigations. Um, it's ridiculous. Exactly, and, which is why this is a big red flag for me. Right. And, and I that's see a lot of that. Happen. There's no way they're going to allow an independent group to come in and do an investigation. It's not going to happen. So no one worry about that. But that's that's a big red flag because they wouldn't take the WHO's test kits. And now well, we know why. In. The right. WHO's test kits weren't accurate. So mm -hmm. why do we need to test people inaccurately? That's a waste of time. Exactly. So Exactly. I wonder yeah. how accurate the ones are that are going out. Yeah. Let's talk about the misinformation and we the. Definitely need to get into that. Hey, wait! Before we do, can I just? I gotta share something. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. So this is this is a tweet that went out last night by the National Guard, and I don't know how many people saw this because it doesn't look like it went terribly viral. Viral. A good friend of mine sent this to me, and. It's very curious. I'm just going to tell you, it's very curious. You know, I could have people send me a hundred things in a day and 99 of them. I'm like, no, this is why. No, this is why. No, it's not. It's not this. You know, you're jumping to conclusions, making assumptions, that type of thing. This one gave me a little pause. So they say, feeling lucky? Tell us the answer to this practice ASVAB question and learn about next steps to becoming a soldier. And the question is, it's multiple choice. So it says, disclose mostly, oh, wait, disclose most nearly means, and they have the word underlined for disclose. And the options are A, reveal, B, return, C, near, or D, hide. And I'm like, well, that is very interesting, giving everything that's going on. And so I clicked on their link, and I went to the website, and I looked at all their sample questions and everything about it. And I figured, well, they probably would have just pulled this from one of their sample questions instead of, you know, creating a new one specifically for a tweet. But it was not in any of their sample questions. And so I just, it's interesting. So I'm going to say it is interesting. Hmm, you think? It is interesting. <laughs> Total pause. <laughs> <laughs> Disclose means to reveal. I just find it interesting. Yeah, I think that, well, we know we're going to have disclosure coming. I, I feel like, and here's part of the, um, the misinformation that we wanted to talk about and getting people's hopes up though, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting you are with that, with that, Corey. I'm talking about more of the theory that mm -hmm. um, we have a two, two campaigns going on simultaneously, that this coronavirus campaign to stop it is a cover for mass arrests, mm -hmm. uh, another massive, you know, worldwide campaign. And I think it's fine if people have that theory, but I, I don't, 
I don't, I will not be personally pushing that theory because of one, I feel like it just gets people's hopes perhaps falsely up. We won't know until later. I'd like to hope something like that, but I don't really think that's actually the case. I don't think that we have the capacity to handle a worldwide event like this coronavirus event and simultaneously arresting people around the world as well. I just don't think that that's realistic at all whatsoever. And I don't think that that good people in our government would actually intentionally allow people to get coronavirus for that purpose. If that's what people are assuming. Well, but a lot of people think the virus itself is a total hoax and it's not, this is not true. Exactly. It's, it's, I've I've seen tweets of of people putting out that, you know, it's the elite virus or something because the, all the elites are getting it, which is, Suspicious, it is, no, no doubt. It's a lot not. of them have I'll been t- getting I'll, it. It's I'll not. Ex- I know people okay, that have right, gotten right. it. I'll explain yeah. to you. The reason why you only see elites getting it is because you don't know Joe Smo's grandmother. Okay? That's not making, you know, worldwide news headlines. It is when Tom Hanks is getting it. You don't have the full picture. You're only seeing the famous people who are getting it. You're not seeing the unfamous people getting it although they are. And what you're going to start seeing is like, for me personally, I have like two degrees of separation with people that, that actually currently have it. And so I know that we're each going to start experiencing it on a more personal level. And so that theory is going to go right out the window once it becomes personal. And like, for example, with LEB, you know, who is at a nursing home and she's taking care of people who have tested positive positive and who are elderly and have uh, underlying conditions. And it's actually a serious situation that she's dealing with and concerned about. Well, if you you really let me finish, I was going to say that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) We also, just real quick, we also know someone else got it and I won't throw out names, but we know someone else whose father got it and tested for it. I have uh, two relatives who believe they had it because it's the exact symptoms with the, the like chest cough and everything. It's different than a usual cold, but they got through it. And, you know, so, so it's like you could have very minimal to no symptoms to a bad chest cough and then you get better. And it's going it, to, there's probably a lot more people that have it just like just like colds going around, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to demean the severity of this in elderly people, but you get what I'm trying to say. 7,300 people that have it that we're not hearing their stories on in the news so much. It just stands out when it, like you said, Edge, when it's, it's the elites and. Yes. And then also you have to understand that people with money who are in the entertainment industry, for example, they travel internationally significantly more, I would assume, than the average person. Therefore, they're more exposed to it if they're going to countries with a higher population that has it. So there are a lot of reasons. It doesn't mean they were arrested and they're sitting in jail somewhere. I keep hearing, I see lists and lists of between various websites that are posting lists of all these people that have been arrested with no proof and and that every time one of these celebrities or or, or even like a CEO who resigns you know 
immediately people say they were arrested. Add them to the arrest list. It's like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, that someone was arrested a month ago and then all of a sudden this week we see them on TV. Okay. Right. We want nothing more than justice to be brought yeah, against people who true. have been committing crimes, uh, especially crimes against children and doing some things like uh, that we know the people in the Epstein circle did, for example. We would wish nothing more than for arrests to happen. But I think that we're jumping to some conclusions here. There have been some curious things. I, I, I'll have to admit that I, give me a pause and I'm like, huh. Definitely. I wonder if they are like maybe communicating, uh, you know, in code and things like that. But does it necessarily mean that they're arrested or that they're being held in, in some, some way just because they've announced that they are self-quarantining or have you know have the the virus Um, and let's face it some of them just want that spotlight (laughs) true but i want to say that just in general um you know what i've noticed is that some big accounts they push these conspiracy theories and um it gets a lot of retweets because it's sensationalism. It, it's it's going after people's emotions rather, rather than their critical thinking. And right now in this very fluid, critical time, emotions are already very heightened. And there is a lot of misinformation and disinformation and confusion and chaos. So it, it kind of just really feeds into that. And so these things go viral very quickly, these theories that don't have a lot of basis in fact. And then it kind of gets shared in this echo chamber of people who, that are like-minded and are having the same hopes. And so then it starts kind of morphing into fact and like blurring the lines of fact and theory. Before you know it, um, everybody is just assuming that this thing that started off as a random theory is now a fact. And, you know, there's times for floating theories and we can do that, but I don't think that it's in the midst of a critical situation, especially one that's very fluid, like here in an active shooting situation, uh, mm-hmm. or any kind of critical situation, um, where it involves the entire nation or the whole world. Uh, such as this coronavirus event. It's not the time for floating theories. Let's do that kind of after the, the dust settles and we have more more information. We have more basis in what's, what really happened. Some actual evidence. Yes. And these people just are, that are playing on emotions, they're being fed off of it. You know, they're being validated by it with the amount of attention that it gets and the retweets that it gets. It It's gives them a false sense of confidence to continue doing that. Um, well, look, so some countries are, are copying it more than others, which is really, which is strange. Um, it looks like the countries that have taken the most drastic radical action within closing their borders, countries like Singapore, I think, I don't think it was, it's either Korea or Malaysia, have um, dealt with it really well. They've got really minimum cases, and a few of them have got, like, no deaths so far. So Singapore is going back to life as usual. But then you have countries such as Italy that are getting hit really bad. I think the death toll there is up to 400. Iran, which I think is is around the same now too. These countries are dealing with it really bad. Germany just decided to actually do something about it. 
after weeks of procrastinating and started closing their borders. So it's really funny when we start seeing these sort of things now. You know, closing your borders is not racist anymore. It's quite interesting, isn't it? It is. It really is. <laughs> and, you know, I was watching um, just for a few minutes this morning after the press conference, I was listening to them on Fox, and I can't even remember who was on, and she was she's rattling off some numbers you know, and talking about the deaths and how many confirmed cases and this over here and this over there. Not once did she say, but over 83,000 people have fully recovered. Like they never put that in there and it's really annoying. And, you know, I I thought, Edge, didn't you want to talk about, I know Tracy was working on a piece. I don't know if she finalized it yet. I know she did a a tweet thread, but I was talking to her the other day and she was telling me about the piece she was working on with the, uh, China and Italy situation. I don't have a lot of information on that because she hasn't put out the full, um, the full article yet, yet, but she did do like a live stream and a a thread on it. But yes, uh, just talking about um, a lot to do with Italy and why their situation is as bad as it is. And it has a lot to do with deals that that Italy made with China regarding their textiles and, production of that um, and that industry. Um, So there is just a large population, Asian population in Italy due to that. And And was talking about at that time, the, the marketing that was going on, there were actual ads where they were saying to uh, hug someone from China. Um, They were telling people in Italy this. And so, (laughs) so, I I just, it's really important to note all of that. That was, that was a good one for her to catch because everyone's wondering, well, why is, you know, why are Italy's numbers climbing so drastically? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is a good point because there's obviously reasons why countries are getting hit more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so that's an interesting one that she found out about it. So what do we think? Should we move on to uh, the primaries and Bernie and the campaign and the, the slightly disinfo that Axios had to correct today? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this just came out because uh, you, you got to say your bit now, Corey, because it's your bit. We record on Wednesdays. So. Oh, yes. We record on Wednesdays because we live in two different countries. It takes us a little <laughs> bit of time. Beacon's already a day ahead of us, guys. So, yeah, I am. So. Yeah, so so this has just come out when we're reading it now. Apparently, Bernie, you know, suspended his campaign, but now he didn't suspend his campaign. He just suspended the ads. But pretty much, it looks like that's where it's heading. And most likely, by the time we bring this out, he might have withdrawn completely from the race. He's nearing the end. So we had the primaries on Tuesday, um, which, by the way, how much did you hear in the news about that? I mean, it's been so much inundated with coronavirus. I mean, primaries just kind of slipped under the radar. But Right. So in uh, the primaries were in Arizona, Florida, and Illinois. Biden won um, all three of those. Uh, a, another big story is that Trump just, uh, did awesome in Florida. Uh, he had the highest vote total of any candidate in Florida in a Florida primary. Wow. So, yes. He just. How did he do in the other ones? I haven't even had two seconds to look at that. Well, it's interesting. I didn't see Arizona reporting at all. So I don't, I don't have any numbers on that. On Illinois, 
Um, he got 509, 437 versus Biden at 910, 623. So Ugh. not, yeah, not great. But uh, Florida, it was 1,000, I'm sorry, 1 million. Uh, 74,444 for Biden and 1,161,604 for Trump. So mm -hmm. again, Florida, highest vote total of any candidate in Florida in a Florida primary for Trump. So wow. that was good. Yeah, but Biden has now um, 1,153 delegates. Bernie is sitting at 874. And mm -hmm. the path for Bernie... Uh, to to earn the uh, nomination is getting smaller smaller and narrower, uh, yeah. so he's getting pressured to to drop out. Uh, and he, there were rumors this morning. In fact, Trump uh, tweeted on Wednesday uh, following the primary losses. This is what Trump tweeted. He said. Uh, the DNC will have gotten their fondest wish and defeated Bernie Sanders far ahead of schedule. Now they're doing everything possible to be nice to him in order to keep his supporters. Bernie has given up just like he did last time. He will be dropping out soon. MAGA and CAG. So mm -hmm. that came out on Wednesday morning following the primaries. Also on Wednesday morning, Sanders's campaign manager uh, put out a statement saying that the next primary contest is in at least three weeks, and uh, Senator San Sanders is going to be having conversations to support with supporters to assess his campaign. So there are definitely weren't rumors swirling that uh, Bernie is throwing in the towel. Didn't they say? God, was it yesterday? I'm, I'm telling you, everything's a blur lately. Whoo, multi-juggling. Didn't they say that the, they're like putting a halt to the primaries for a while right now due to the coronavirus situation? Yes, they're discussing that. The next um, scheduled dates for uh, upcoming primaries are April 4th and April 7th. That would be Alaska, Wyoming, Hawaii, Wisconsin. They may, um, you know, Postpone those. We, we may very well see those being postponed uh, and also future. I mean, we have primaries scheduled going all the way through June. So um, we'll just have to wait and see uh, when and if those get postponed. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So but Trump's winning. I mean, you know, that Florida, those Florida numbers, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. To see. Then the best tweet ever by Trump. Who's got the tweet pulled up about Flynn? <laughs> no one has it pulled Dude, up. Let me, yeah, let me pull that up. I think I got it. Hold on one second. Oh, I thought for sure Speaker would have that one pulled up. Really? Yeah, you always have tweets pulled up. You give me too much credit on that one. <laughs> yep, so on March 15th, uh, Trump tweeted this. So now it is reported that after destroying his life and the life of his wonderful family and many others also, the FBI, working in conjunction with the Justice Department, has, quote unquote, lost the records of General Flynn. How convenient. I'm strongly considering a full pardon. <laughs> And the crowd roared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'd be great. That'd 
That was. So what's going on with, uh, I haven't had a chance to go through Sidney Powell's updates and the situation on, on the case as a whole. I haven't, I just haven't had time. The biggest news right there is that, you know, we expect that should these, you know, missing 302 uh, not be found, which I don't know how it would not be found considering <laughs> everything gets put in the system um, the way that Sydney Powell has described it. So there's just no way uh, they have ways of tracking it. It's, it, it can't get lost. Um, yeah. So they're either going to find it or he's going to get a part. And either way, Flynn's going to be exonerated, I feel. So, um, but I saw this, I caught this, um, this presentation that Sidney Powell gave at Hillsdale College about a week ago. Yeah. And it was just phenomenal. It was about an hour long. Uh, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Did you watch it, Speaker? Nope. No? I only, I only saw like a five-minute clip of it, which was, you know, one of the key parts we, that went viral. Yep, that went viral. Um, so I checked out the whole thing, but the whole thing is fantastic because, so the part that went viral this week was um, a question was asked to Sidney Powell, and it wasn't even really about General Flynn. It was more about uh, about just the criminal conduct um, at the very highest levels within the State Department, the FBI, the DOJ, under the previous administration, and if any of these people were going to see jail time. And uh, so she was, uh, she was talking about that, answering that question. She went into the, the Wiener laptop, talking about the Wiener laptop and 675,000 emails of Hillary Clinton's that were State Department emails, personal emails, BlackBerry emails, etc. And that the emails were so bad that um, the NYPD officers, hardened investigators, um, many of them um, saw the contents of the laptop and literally had to throw up. And so when she said that, of course, this comment, um, you know, that's the, that's the, the segment that, that went viral. Um, but the, uh, and for good reason, because really that is a huge red pill when you have someone uh, like Sidney Powell talking about that uh, and yeah, getting more eyes on it. it. And if you want to red pill people rather than, you know, giving them these crazy conspiracy theories and that make us look crazy, you know, show them this interview by Sydney Powell, where she does talk about that, that Wiener laptop. She does talk about what we assume to be crimes against children on the Wiener laptop, because we know crimes against children was mentioned in the IG report referring to the Wiener laptop. And then we have comments by Sydney Powell, uh, General Flynn. Uh, Eric Prince, people like that, uh, talking about um, the reaction of NYPD investigators seeing that material. With with red pilling people, um, especially how I how I kind of say it, you don't jump straight to the deep end, and you go be careful how far you go down the rabbit hole because it can. And if someone's not ready for it, it really does make you look like a lunatic. Right, you've got to be real careful with how you disseminate this information out to people. Um, that's why I like to try to be mostly based in reality as much as possible, and link everything with facts and whatever we can do. Because if someone that has no idea about any of this stuff is interested, say they've got a curious mind and they want to start diving into it, you don't start off with that. Ad- ad- uh, uh, Adrenochrome, sorry. Um, or you Ad- don't. Adrenochrome, yeah. Adrenochrome, yeah, you know. Sorry. Um, it's too early here. 
Um, <laughs> but 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 you don't you don't start off with that, or you don't start off with they eat babies. That's not where you start from. That is not something that normal people are going to jump onto straight away. They're going to look at you and go, "This is bullshit." Right. Walk them right. down a path. Right, and you that's know, why I would I would refer them to this um, this entire presentation that Sydney Powell gave because it wasn't just all about you know the Wiener laptop and um, the kind of sick stuff that was on with the Wiener laptop. It was really about the decades long corruption within the entire justice system, from the DOJ to the FBI to the prison system. She gave examples. She uh, went into depth about it. She named key players that were involved all the way back in Enron who are still, you know, weaponizing the justice system against political enemies then and doing it now. Um, same people. Mueller was involved then. Comey, Andrew Wiseman, you know, these same key players over and over again. And she talked about that and walked through that to where any person who is, you know, just a normal person, but just not really very well aware of the corruption, would listen to that and, and realize how mm, upside down the justice system has been for so long and how it got to this point where we're seeing it today and how we have to really reverse so much and clean out so much. And she gave some really good examples of how to clean it out. It wasn't just complaining or, or, reminiscing about you know all of the corruption it was really like you know this is how we're going to move forward this is how we're going to fix this so you know i definitely encourage people to to listen to it and then when she talked about flynn you know really there were no new updates in that particular interview it was just more of look i'm going to fight until he's exonerated so i just know i i know that that Flynn will be vindicated. And I know that he has a fantastic uh, lawyer behind him, like the best. Check that out. I like how you put that, the uh, speaker about walking people down a path. That's so important. You know, like I like doing timelines in my reports. You can't just start right now. You have to like take them back and show them how it all connects. And if you are going to, and it's not it's not an immediate journey. People don't just wake up like that. People just don't read a tweet. And especially if they're not even familiar with any of this grant, they see it and straight away they move as far away as they can from it because it's so absurd to them for someone that has no idea. Yeah. It, it, it's detrimental. It's it's not effective, right? <laughs> like, but th that's just my opinion anyway. So it's... Look, even with, uh, here's a perfect example. So I don't know what to call her. So, so a woman who used to be like my step aunt, she was married to my uncle. She called me the other day and she was wanting to get, you know, some insight on what's going on right now. And she said that her and her friend had actually listened to one of our podcasts and they were confused because they have not been in the loop of all of this stuff on a grand scope of what's going on with the justice department, with deep state, with all of it. And so even for people just jumping in, trying to catch on to what we're talking about in our podcast, even that can be difficult. So now imagine trying to deliver them the goods on something really dark such as, you know, the level of child trafficking going on in this country and, and telling them there's, you know, like some of the stuff you were talking about or underground tunnels or this or that. 
It's, yeah, well, going into well. satanic pedophilia and stuff like that. Going down that road, right? That takes a long journey to get there, right? You know, that's it's not something you just hand out pamphlets for, right? It's, right. Yeah, I think that it's uh, red pilling is incremental, and that we really need to and and I think that the Trump administration. They're on board with red-pilling America about a lot of this stuff, but it is incremental and it is slow. Like you have to first understand and get the people to understand the level of corruption within, like I was just referring to, the FBI, the DOJ, um, you know, in general, and uh, the previous administration. And then we can start talking about maybe the crimes that they were covering up. So, but you don't jump straight, like you were saying, to the very worst and most sinister and evil of all of them, um, which we presume that many of them were involved in based off of, you know, the dust emails, based off of the IG report that refers to crimes against children uh, found on the Wiener laptop, etc. Yeah, that's like the, the, the lowest of the low, most evil, sinister sickest stuff that we could that we could red pill people with and some people just are not ready to receive that information yet um and so it's you're right it's i think incremental yeah so i have a suggestion for the entire globe for anyone listening i think right now with we are all dealing with the same situation, you know, I mean, like obviously slightly different, but, but we're all going through this same experience where our governments are telling us y'all need to stay home and we're closing places. And, um, well, obviously your, your area is not quite, quite there in Australia yet, but, but you're still dealing with the same. Oh yeah. We're still, we're still, yeah, we're, we're still dealing with it. Yeah. So I think it would be incredible if, Everyone at 11, 11 a.m. and 11, 11 p.m., their own time zones, would just say some prayers and we would have the entire globe, you know, pretty much praying 24-7 on all of this. I think that would be make a huge difference and hopefully help to reduce some of the panic and bring things to a calmer level because the unknowing, you know, is scary for people. And it's understandable, but also that's where faith exists, is the unknowing. And so people really need to, you know, grab hold of their faith and try and stay strong and help each other and support each other instead of being stressed out, amped up and attacking one another. Because we're seeing a lot of that going on and all that's doing is increasing the stress. And listen, I'll tell you what, in the last 48 hours, I have had so many attacks on me from shells and trolls and stuff that does not usually happen that much with me. Um, the club. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been pretty hardcore. And, and if you look through them, I mean, I can spot a disinfo agent, a troll or a shell a million miles away. They are all climbing into our threads, everyone's threads out there trying to sow discord and confusion and it's working because what's happening is people are saying, I'm so confused. I don't know what to believe anymore. And that's where they want us. So just keep going back to discernment and facts and evidence. Stick with that. Let go of the stories and, and you won't get as confused, you know, contemplate the, like the key stuff and 
also take advantage of the fact that a lot of people are home with their families right now and telecommuting. There's a lot of people that, that fortunately have had the opportunity to telecommute and keep their jobs and work from home with their families. And, and so, you know, things could be so much worse. I just, I just need people to all calm down. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think there's a bit of projection there. <laughs> I really need people to calm, calm down. down. Calm down. I'm feeling it all. Dang it. <laughs> I love the idea of everybody saying a prayer at 11, 11 around the world, whatever time zone you're in. That is a fantastic way to just really refocus on what truly matters, let go of the rest. We are only in control of a certain number of things and the rest is beyond our control. And we have to release that, that illusion of control of things that we don't have control over. And that is where faith lies. Um, thankfully I have that faith and I, you know, I rely heavily on that faith and I hope that others will too. This time along with other times in history is one of those moments where it draws out the best in people mm-hmm. and it draws out the worst in people. Yeah, We each have a choice to make of what it's going to draw out in us. And, you know, you see these moments, like for example, after September 11th, how the country united, um, how supportive we are, were of one another. And we really need to come back to that again. And, and how other countries even united with us during that time. Yes. It, yes. W- it, was, it was pretty amazing. I don't think anyone will ever forget the 48 hours that followed. It was, it was a lot, a lot of emotions all at once. But yeah, the, the uh, same page with everything you're saying. I think that's a good way to finish it off, kids. All right. So stay strong, guys. We love you all. Stay calm and uh, look out for the disinfo, misinfo, and rumors. <laughs> That's my advice. Focus on your family, enjoying some time out in nature, and um, try not to get overly caught up in the others, you know, crazy stuff going on. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are now on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Keep it real. I'm loving these little things. (laughs) You're going to have to do a new one every week. I know. (laughs) You better be ready. 